and good morning. Amen. You all awake out there. It's so good to see you. Stand up and let's give the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings a hand this morning. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. We give you glory and praise and honor. Amen. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Can you give me a shout this morning? Amen. Hallelujah.
set apart. He is mighty. He is pure. He is the only one that is completely holy today. And do you know what? Right now around the throne, there are four and 20 elders that are bowing down before him, giving him praise, saying, holy, holy, holy. And Isaiah says, and the four living creatures 
Each of them with six wings are full of eyes all around and within. And day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty who was and is and who is to come. But you know what? As redeemed, as the blood-bought children, one day we will be around that throne. Amen? Are you looking forward to that day? Isaiah says, And after this I looked, and there was before me a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne, before the Lamb. And they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and forever. Amen. Church, do you have a praise for him this morning? Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. There is none like you, Lord. You are so holy, and you are holy forever, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. 
to see the house full Amen. and you are here God is here and we are here to worship him in spirit yes, and in Jesus. truth you can be seated for a moment I just want to say thank you for coming this morning to the church it's a it's such a great place to be and we appreciate you being here uh, we did a, a mission yesterday we had a our back to school mission 
And I just want us right now, before I say anything, just about four minutes, I want to talk about it. But I want to show some uh, photos of what took place yesterday before I say anything about it. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand? What a blessed day that it truly was yesterday for our back-to-school supply giveaway. And uh, church, many, many families were blessed on that hot day. And I want to thank everyone, everyone who served in that mission yesterday. I also want to thank everyone in this church who either prayed or contributed financially to make this mission possible as well. And let me quickly share what I witnessed yesterday before we uh, uh, go any further. When we got there and actually set up all the hard work, get it all set up, we began to see the car starting to come in and the families waiting in line as they were wanting to come through the line. And what we seen was, uh, uh, it was like, almost like at first, it was like a multitude of people just coming. It reminded me of Jesus when he would look out into the field and he said, it's already white for harvest. Pray ye therefore that there'll be laborers, amen, that would come up. We had some laborers there yesterday that came with their heart, came you know, physically, it was tiresome, it was hot, but they gave it their all. And I just want to say how appreciative we are as a church that God is raising up some laborers. God is raising up some servants to do these kind of outreach ministries that we can touch our communities. Church, this is what Jesus would want us to do is not just stay on the inside of the four walls of a building like this, but also to go out he says, go out and make disciples. Go out and baptize them in the name of Jesus. And we're believing that God through this is going to be doing some wonderful and great things. But what I truly got to witness when I was seeing that, they came through the line. They were there. They were receiving food. They were receiving snow cones. They were actually going through the table to get uh, information about our church, about upcoming events that we were going to be having for the youth, uh, for light the night for the youth services that are going to be coming up because our goal is to reach out and bring young families and young teenagers into our church. And we've seen them get this information. Now I'm asking you to pray that with that information that they're going to have in their hands that they'll come and be a part of this body because greater things are coming for Calvary Assembly of God. Amen. This is just the beginning. Amen. It's going to get bigger and bigger, and we're going to see God do great and mighty things. You know, I was thinking Cindy and I, whenever she come over to my table, I was over handing out the information packets, praying with people, talking with people, and she was able to be there with me, and there was one lady that walked up, and she was sharing with us about the struggles she was having in her life, the struggles where her daughter was in college, and she was having to take care of the nine-year-old daughter while her granddaughter while her daughter was in college and that she was having health issues herself with lupus and things like that you could tell in the heat she was even struggling there for a little bit talking with us and I looked at her and I said can we pray for you right now 
You know, and that's what we did. We took her hands and we began to pray over her and we prayed the name of Jesus over her, blessings upon her, healing upon her, financial blessings upon her. And you could tell that it really made an impact on her life as she was, as we were doing that. And then I began to see another little child, Tracy, actually walked by me and I watched and she was walking back into her business and with tears in her eyes. And when I found out later what happened was is that she had taken a little boy into her business to put a pair of shoes on that little boy who had no shoes. And you know what came to my heart? And I told her after that, I said, Tracy, I said, what you did, the Bible says, Jesus said, that what you do to the least of these, my brother and my sisters, he says, is the same as you do unto me. For all you workers out there and all you servants, you know this. You may have just been putting a pen in a backpack. You may have just been handing something over to somebody about the church. You may have been just bringing a smile to somebody. But for everybody you did, Jesus said it was the same as you doing it unto him. That is what the scripture says. And it touched my heart to see that, that there were lives transformed and changed by the power of God. And I believe that church, as we continue to do these outreach ministries, Jesus said, you know, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. Church, this is what outreach ministry is all about. And I was, again, we have a church family here. It became a successful mission. And I can only tell you that only God knows. That was just a, little, just a couple of things I wanted to mention. But only God knows what blessings these families are going to get and what God is going to do in their lives. We may one day see them in heaven, Right? One day in heaven, because of what you did sacrificially, is why I accepted Christ into my heart. That's going to go on. So thank you again, church, for all your prayers, all your support. Thank everyone who served in this ministry. It was a success, and we are believing for this to continue on, and God's going to do great and mighty things. Thank you, Pastor, for allowing me a little bit of time to share that. Let's give our pastor a hand as he comes. Praise God. Okay. Hallelujah. Can you say amen this morning? Amen. Pastor Steve, uh, I had, he actually, um, we had had a couple, probably two to three meetings on this outreach, and Pastor Steve ran with this uh, outreach, him and Sister Christina. Uh, and I want to give our assistant pastor a wonderful hand this morning. Let's give him a hand. How much you appreciate him. Praise the Lord. Love you, pastor. Hallelujah. I got just a few announcements before we get into the sermon uh, this morning. We got a child's dedication also. I believe we had the women's uh, had a uh, outreach. Do we have a couple pictures of that coming up on? Uh, here, if you'll throw these pictures up real quick, and I'll say just a few things about that. Yeah, look at those hats going on. 
little tea time. I don't, I don't know. They're going to have more to say about that next week. Uh, we appreciate our women's director, Sister Cindy. Let's give her a hand. Amen. Amen. Uh, our youth service, August the 13th, coming up. It's good to see all our youth with us this morning. Amen. August the 13th, water baptism. Our youth pastor will be doing water baptism coming up uh, on August the 13th, right after his sermon. Pastor John will be uh, uh, preaching. Also, on August the 3rd, August the 20th, I'm going to be preaching on revival. August the 27th, I'm going to be preaching on keeping the fire burning. How many of you know that we need revival first in our life, and then we need revival in the United States of America. Can you say amen? We got Friends Day coming up on September the 17th. So invite your friends and family and we're going to have a wonderful time uh, in the Lord. If you're here for the very first time, right in front of you is a connection card. If you will just pick that up and fill it out, we're so glad. We've got some new people with us this morning. Let's give them a hand of uh, so glad you're with us this morning. Uh, just drop it in the offering plate on my right in the back is an offering plate. Or if you just want to leave it on your seat, we're so glad you're with us. And also in the back at our welcome desk is a unshakable standing strong when things go wrong. How do you know that all of us have trials and difficulties that come in our life? Amen. But we want to stand strong. We have that book for you in the uh, in the back. Praise the Lord. I'm gonna ask the family to come and their love, uh, their friends to come up this morning. The ones that we're gonna do the child dedication this morning. If you guys will make your way to the front, please. Hallelujah! Look at these beautiful girls coming this morning. Amen. Amen. If you guys will just stand over here in front of me. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Wait for the aunt and uncles and all of them to come on up. What a beautiful, beautiful family. Uh, Brother Malcolm is one of our elders. Him and his precious wife uh, go to church here and this is part of their family. And so we were asked to do a child that a dedication this morning such a privilege to do that uh it's one thing that i admire about uh brother malcolm and his precious wife uh they have invited me to different things uh at their at their home and and no matter if you go to a birthday party uh if you go to a child's birthday party or no matter what they're having at their home they always interject the Lord Jesus Christ into it. And they always, you might, if you go to a birthday party and think you're going to be there for a half an hour, 45 minutes, in their culture, you can be there three or four hours, okay? But it's, a, it's about the Lord, and I just love that, love that about their family. Praise the Lord. So you guys, excuse me if I chop up these names, okay? But Joshua is the father. Uh, your name, sweetie, I'm sorry. Andrea, is that right? Okay. Annabella, did I get that? Did I get that right? Jessica, did I get that right? Okay. And Isabella, 
Did I get that right? Okay, let's give these young, beautiful ladies a hand this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to read a couple of scriptures this morning. It says in Genesis chapter 18 and verse 17 and 19, And the Lord shall, said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing? For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord and to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken. Also in Mark chapter 10, in verse 13 through 16, it says, Then they brought the little children to him, that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased, and he said to them, Let the little children come unto me, and do not forbid them, for such is the kingdom of God. Surely I say unto you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter in. And he took them up in his arms and laid his hands on them, and the Bible said that he uh, blessed them. Amen. The dedication of a child does not impart salvation to that child. There is an acknowledgement by the parents that the child is a gift from God. Can you say amen to that? And that they want to commit their children unto Him. Such a dedication is biblical for Christ was dedicated while an infant during His ministry. Children were brought for Him for Jesus to bless them. Now I want to address the parents this morning. For as much as these children now is present by you for Christian dedication, it is your duty as a Christian home in a godly, that you bring them up in a godly environment and see that they're taught early the principles of the holy faith. They shall be trained to give reverence and attention to public and private worship unto God and the teaching of the holy scriptures. And they shall be trained to give reverence and that is in every way, by precept and example, you shall lead them into the love of God in the service of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's very important, mom and dad, it's very important that you have them in the house of God as much as you can. Remember my mom telling me about three or four weeks ago, she said this to me. She said, when you guys were little kids, she said, the Lord spoke to my heart. And He said, if you will keep your children in the house of God, that I will save every one of them. And I can testify today that my two siblings and myself are now serving the Lord Jesus Christ. It's important that you keep them in the house of the Lord. It's so much important that they see you reading your Bible. They see you praying. It's so important that you do that in front of them. 
In the sight of God and in the presence of these witnesses, do you solemnly promise to bring this child, these children, in the fear of the Lord? And as you answer, we, we do. Do you promise to endure, to lead them early to accept Christ as their personal Savior and Lord? If you do, say we do. Do you rededicate your home? The Lord is a place of Christian environment in which the spiritual nature of your children may grow and mature. If say, yes, I do. Amen. Now I want to address the congregation this morning as you stand for this family. This is very important, uh, church, very important. Do you members of this church receive these children? Praise the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus and promise to be their father. And you promise to be their brothers. And you promise to be their sisters. And you promise to be their moms and their dads when you're around them here at the church. That you promise to love on them. And you promise to care for them just like they were your very own. If it is church, say, I will. Amen. I want to pray over the children this morning. If you would lift your hands up this way this morning. Lift your hands towards the children as we pray over these precious girls this morning. You girls are precious. You know what? Y'all look at me this morning. Y'all are precious and you're beautiful. And you know Jesus loves you. Do you know that? Jesus loves you. I want to pray over you, okay? Father, I thank you. What an honor it is to pray over these precious little girls this morning. God, that I pray, Lord, as they're raised in a godly home and as they watch mom and dad read their Bible and pray and plan them in the house of God every week, that, Lord, that Your hand will be upon them. Lord, that You will keep these precious little girls. Lord, we live in a wicked world. We live in a wicked world. And I am asking You to assign assign an angel to each one of these precious little souls this morning. God, You assign a precious angel to these precious little souls this morning, Lord. And Lord, that You will touch mom and dad and You will bless them. And Lord, that Your face will shine upon this family, God. And Father, that You will be with them. And Father, we thank You in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you. Let's give them a hand this morning. We love you, and the Lord bless you this morning. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes, praise the Lord. I just wanted to, you can be seated. <laughs> I just want to thank the pastor for the dedication. I just want to, as we are emphasizing as a church, go and tell rather than come and see. We're from a very tiny country in South America. You probably don't even know it. It's called Guyana. 
But missionaries came there many, 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 many years ago and brought the gospel to us. I was fortunate to grow up in a Christian home, and I can't tell you from the day I entered this world, I've been surrounded with the gospel, and we went to church every Sunday when it rained or it shined. We walked maybe over a mile to get to church. But the word of God is what was planted in my heart from a very tiny age. And it's what has molded my life. And it's what has guided me through life. And it's what has made me what I am today, but for the grace of God. So I just want to thank this church for being missionary minded. And you never know when you give to the Lord where your money goes around the world transforming lives, changing lives from the inside out. Amidst all the religions of the world, the word of God still stands. Amen. And it's only Christ, the way to heaven. Amen. And we thank you again for being missionary-minded. Go and tell us the pastor is emphasizing. Amen. Love you, brother. God bless you. Let's give Brother Malcolm a hand this morning. Amen. Love that family. Praise the Lord. For just for a few minutes this morning, I want to just piggyback off of my message last Sunday. And we're going to talk this morning a little bit about uh, stop going to church and let's be the church together. Can you say amen? amen. Let's just stop going to church and let us be the church uh, together. And that's kind of what happened yesterday is we did our uh, outreach over in Stewart's Draft. We were uh, being the church. That's what God has called us to do is to be the church. He's called us to reach out to the hurting and the dying and the suffering. And that's what we did. Uh, uh, that's what we did yesterday. Uh, as a pastor, I talk to a lot of a lot of people. And the more I talk to people, the more I realize how much they are uh, hurting uh, how much they're uh, suffering, uh, how much they're going through. If I could line every one of us up this morning and you could talk to me face to face and privately where no one else was, was listening, every one of us has got something in our life today that's bothering us. We've all got something in our life. Some of you are really hurting this morning. Some of you are really going through a lot in your life this morning. And the more I talk to people, the more I realize things that they are uh, going through. And a lot of people that I talk about are uh, Christians. They are Christians and they are churchgoers. But can I submit to you this morning that God's highest calling for our life is not to be a churchgoer. God's highest calling for our life is not to just be a churchgoer, right? You know, I, I, I go to the grocery store. I, I go to maybe a football game. Uh, I, I go to different places. But we're not to just go to church we are called to be the church. Let's say that together. We are called to be the church. Why are things still going wrong in my life as a Christian? And I, I can't figure all of it out 
Uh, but I have got a sense that after we become born again Christians, that there are things that God has commanded us to do. So this morning, I want to give you two things that I believe that are very important that it happens in our life. And I truly believe uh, that they will take a lot of frustration and a lot of emptiness out of our life when we uh, obey these two things that God has commanded for us to obey. If you're taking notes this morning, if you're not, I, I just encourage you just to jot these couple things down. I'm going to give you number one is the question is, are you planted in the house of God? If you are a born again Christian this morning, if you are walking with the Lord this morning, it is very important that you are planted in the house of God. Say that with me this morning. Planted in the house of God. Let's say that a little louder now. It is uh, 1048. I'm going to try to get through this sermon so you'll be able to get out and beat the Baptist to lunch. But you, the, the, the sooner you help me and work with me this morning and wake up, the sooner we will get done. Say, being planted in the house of God. Now, God gives you and I benefits for being planted in the house of God. There, there's benefits. And King David wrote it like this. King David, Psalms chapter 92, in verse 12 through 13, he put it like this. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of God, they will bear fruit in old age, and they will stay fresh and green, proclaiming, the Lord is upright and He is my rock. Who's going to flourish in the house of God? Those who are planted in the house of God. A plant can never grow if you plant it, and next week turn around and... Pluck it back up. There will never be vegetables on that plant. There will never be fruit on that tree. If you plant that tree and three weeks later, dig it back up. Or if you plant that plant and dig it back up, there will never be fruit. Why? Because it is not planted deep in the soil and left there. It's important that we are planted in the house of God. Let's say that again. Planted in the house of God. Now, it is hard to be planted in the house of God. And I don't want you to get mad at me this morning, okay? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not going to get mad at the pastor, okay? Okay, let's say that again because I'm not for sure that's going to happen on my next statement, okay? Look at your neighbor and say, I love the pastor, and I'm not going to get mad at him. Okay, here it goes, okay? Here it goes. If you come once every six weeks, okay? 
It's hard to be planted in the house of God. Okay? And the reason I say that with love, but the reason I say that, God wants to do a work in your heart when you're planted in the house of God. Now, I know we all got vacations. We all got a lot of things going on. I understand that. But it's very important to be here when you can be here so you can be planted in the house of God. Because God has got great things that He has for your life and for my life that I only receive when I am planted in the house of God. Now, the word that David used in Psalms chapter 92, the word flourishing, is not really a, 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 wor a word that we use a lot in our English, English language. But what it does mean is blooming, prospering, multiplying, growing, thriving. How many of you want that in your life? How many of you want to bloom in your life? How many of you want to prosper in your life? How many of you want to grow? How many of you want to multiply? We all want that, right? How many of you, how many of you want that in your life? How many of you want that in your life? Well, look at your neighbor and say, I'm flourishing. Look at your neighbor again and say, I'm flourishing. Unfortunately, some of you didn't tell the truth. For some of you, you cannot say, I am all plugged in to the house of God. Some of you cannot really say, I am plugged in to God's house. For some of you, you can only say that I am a church goer. And I just go to church for the, the next spiritual buzz. Or I just go to church for that next spiritual high. Or I just go to church, just go to church, so I can hope that God fixes my problem. Okay? You know, one thing that I know that I feel like that hurts the heart of God and it, it drives me crazy as a preacher, is to see God miraculously do something in somebody's life. I mean, just miraculously heal them. Uh, maybe miraculously bring their children to Christ that they've been praying for in years. He, he just does some miracle in their life, Pastor Steve. And... Little by little, I see them fade by the wayside of being planted in the house of God. Now, if God has done something great in your life to show God honor and respect, it's important that we get planted in God's house. Can you say amen this morning? Amen. Number two is... Are you serving in the house of God? With a pastor, I know it's very important that you serve God's house. Right? How many of you born again Christians this morning? You raise your hand and say, I love God and I'm born again Christian. Okay? Let me try this again because I, I know 
most of you people are saved in this building, okay? Let me say that again. How many of you here are walking with God and you're Christians this morning? So if you are saved, you should be serving. Let, let, let's, let me move out here a little bit. Okay, if you are saved, okay, if you are saved, you should be... Let me try this side. If you are... Come on. If you are saved, you should be serving. I just wonder that if we would get more involved in serving, I just wonder if God would take care of more of the issues in our life that we need to be taken care of. Because if we're saved, we are called to serve and we're called to be planted in the house of God. That's two things that if we're not doing it, we're being disobedient to God. Now, how many of you want to obey the Master? Okay. So I, I just wonder, I just wonder this morning that, that if we were planted in the house of God, and we were serving God's people and serving our communities and serving our towns, serving our cities, if we were being obedient to that, I just believe that God would work a lot more things out in our life. Because God is a God that works in when we're obedient to Him, right? Because we are to be the submit this morning that we are to be uh, servants of the Most High God, a light shining on a hill, a beacon of hope for the rest of this community and rest of this world to see. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 and 16, put it like this. Say it with me, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp, put it under a bowl, instead they put it on a stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. God is looking for you and I as servants of the Most High God for our lights to shine among men. Amen? He, he wants our lights to shine before men. He wants your family to know about Jesus. He wants this community to know about Jesus. That outreach we did yesterday, so many people came through there that you knew that they had things going on in their life. And as you could tell as our assistant pastor's heart was breaking because... Because of the people that were hurting. Church, we're living in a hurting world. There's hurting single moms. There's hurting single dads. We've got teenagers that are hurting. It's crazy of the statistics of the, of the teenagers that are committing suicide. It's unreal. We are to reach out 
to the moms and to the dads and to the kids. And it's got to be a heart matter that we are shining among our community. Proverbs chapter 11, just a few more minutes. Verse 25 says, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes or helps others will be refreshed. I honestly believe that when we serve the Lord and serve this church and serve His kingdom, He will fill us up in our hearts and in our eternal souls. Luke chapter 6 and verse 38 put it like this. Give and it will be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. The Lord says, you want me to take care of your circumstances? You want me to take care of your problems? You want me to take care of your situations? Then He said, help someone else take care of what they're going through in their life. And He said, I am going to pour good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, blooming, prospering, multiplying, growing, and thriving. We all would say, I want that in my life. Isaiah chapter 58 verse 10 says, I love this passage of Scripture, if you would feed those who are hungry and take care of the needs of those who are troubled, then your light will shine in darkness and you will be bright like the sunshine at noonday. Let me read that again. If you feed those who are hungry and you care of the needs of those who are in trouble, God says, now, if you'll, do, if you'll do that, this is what I'm going to do for you. Then your light will shine in darkness and you will be bright like the sunshine at noon. Over and over in Scripture, it talks about being a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. The last Scripture in Matthew chapter 25, verse 19 and 21, it says, After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. Verse 21 says, his master replied, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in a few things. I'm going to put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happy nuts. Let me say this this morning. I see so many people that are born again Christians that are not happy and don't have a lot of joy in their heart. Amen. How many of you seen Christians that don't have a lot of joy, that don't have a lot of happiness, and you would think because they're Christians that they would have joy in their heart. They would have happiness in their heart. But they don't. And I just, I just wonder 
I just wonder that, are they planted in the house of God? And I really wonder if they're servants in the house of the Lord, or they're servants of God. Because the Bible tells me that if I'm planted in the house of God, and I'm a servant of the Lord, you don't get much more joy than what we did yesterday. I mean, I had a ball out there talking to people and loving on them. You would have thought I'd have been a politician out there loving on those kids. And we just we just had a great time serving that community over there in Stewart's Draft. Just loving on those families and loving on those children. Just being a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there is nothing, church, that puts more joy in your heart when you can serve other people. Amen? I do believe with all of my heart in closing that if we will be planted in the house of God, we be planted where you hear the Word and you hear worship in. You know, it might be a Sunday you come that that's the Sunday that God touches your life. But the Sunday you miss also might be the Sunday that God could touch your life. So it's very important to be in the house of God as much as you can. And it's very important to be a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And once again, I wonder sometimes that if we would plan ourselves in the house of God, and become a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, how much more happier, how much more joy, how much more peace would be in our life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's stand this morning. Let's close our eyes this morning and uh, bow our head. And we're going to pray just for a few minutes before, before we leave. Father, we want to be a we want to be a church that we're going to just God just make up in our mind that we're going to just stop just going to church. And Father, let's be the church together. Father, not be just a church goer. Anybody can just be a church goer. But we want to be planted in the house of God where we can flourish, as King David said. And King David said it's, it's all kinds of benefits for being planted in the house of God. He said we will, we will flourish in the courts of God. He said we'll, we'll bear fruit in the house of God. We'll proclaim the Lord is our rock and our salvation. Father, number two, that we're servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. That if we're saved, we know it's our obligation to serve the kingdom of God and defect somebody else's life. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I do not know the Lord Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior this morning. Would you just quickly lift up your hand and put it down?
or you're here and maybe you would say, Pastor, I'm, I'm struggling with something in my life right now. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you say, I just got something in my life right now that I'm, I'm struggling with. Maybe it's a family member you're, you're concerned about. Maybe it's somebody in your family that is sick. Or maybe it's you that you're going through something in your life. And you say, just Pastor, before you leave the day, would you just, would you just pray for me, my, my family? Would you just lift up your hand this morning? Wow. Hands all over the building. Wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Father, this morning, I... I see all of these hands that were raised. And I'm asking you this morning, Father, that with your love, Father, and your compassion as you are, would you, would you wrap your arms around everyone that raised their hands this morning? And the ones that didn't, we know that they have got something in their life that they're dealing with this morning. And God, I just call them out to prayer before the throne of grace before we leave. And God, I'm asking you to, to heal that loved one, heal that friend, heal that, that one that may be here this morning going through something in their body. And maybe they didn't get a good doctor's report, but Lord, you are their doctor, you are their healer. And I ask you to reach down and touch, touch, touch this morning. Maybe it's not... A sickness, maybe it's something else in their life. And I am asking you through the power of prayer and your love and your love and your compassion that you will reach down and you will touch them, Father. And Lord, you will get all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Church, we all said amen and amen. Praise the Lord. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you May the Lord's face shine upon you this week. God bless you, and you have a great week in the Lord. Hallelujah.